0: Hey super friends and welcome to Crisis on Infinite Podcasts, the podcast crossover event of the year. The skies have turned red, the monitor has arrived, and we need to put a team together to save the multiverse. My name is Neil and I'll be piloting the Wave Rider for this first episode of Crisis on Infinite Earths. I'm joined by my regular host from the Geico Podcast, Martin. Say hello Martin. Hello Martin. <laughs> and uh, we're coming to you now from Earth 89 and we're joined by a lineup of heroes from across the multiverse. I'll hand it over to you guys to introduce yourselves, but let's go ladies first, and we're going to the Paragon of Hope from Earth 11. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I feel a bit vulnerable because it's just me, not my co-pilot, Chris. Uh, so Aww. yeah, I'm <laughs> Nicola from We Have a Hook podcast. Hello.
0: Welcome to the Wave Rider. Thank you. Next up, we have two of the Titans from Earth 9. Guys, if you can take a break from hunting down Blackfire, would you care to introduce yourselves?
2: Absolutely. We are Earth 9. I'm Jib, and this is Rob. Hello.
0: Hello. Welcome to Rider.
2: Thanks.
0: And last, but by absolutely no means least, coming to us all the way from the deepest, darkest depths of Earth 43, we've got Ben. Go ahead and introduce
3: yourself. Hi, Ben from XGeeks, and I cannot wait to get started
0: glad to have you with us
3: thanks so
0: in this episode we're going to be tackling part one of crisis on infinite earths which was the supergirl hour of the crossover Uh, it goes without saying from here on in this podcast is absolutely completely spoilerific so if you have not watched crisis yet you probably want to well actually why have you tuned in to begin with uh (laughs) but you might want to go away and watch it and then come back why haven't you watched it exactly Uh, But I figured, um, before we jump into talking about the episode, as we're right at the beginning, we should probably talk a little bit about what we were all hoping for from this huge five-part event. Uh, So, Nicola, I'm going to start with you. What were your kind of major hopes for Crisis?
1: Um, A bit of a resolution, really, because, I mean, they've teased, like, The Flash's death, they've teased Arrow's death. Um, Obviously, I don't want it to happen. (laughs) But they've teased it for so long now, I'm like, oh, is something actually going to happen, if that makes sense? It's
0: true. I kind of forget that the whole Flash, Vanishes and Crisis thing goes all the way back to the pilot.
1: It's crazy. Yeah, that newspaper. Yeah. Mm. Um, And also Lucifer. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. OK, well, we'll talk a bit more about him when we get to, uh, to part three. Uh, ben,
3: what about you? What were you hoping for? Basically, I just wanted this crossover... To you know, and I want that Infinity War Endgame kind of feel because it's going to be Stephen Amell's you know last one song is the Green Arrow. You know he kind of started it all, and I just kind of I, I want a really good resolution to the Green Arrow arc. Um I want to go out on a high. I want there to be no you know kind of no little story threads left on you know unresolved. Um, I wanted loads of Easter eggs I wanted to be absolutely bombarded just with reference 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 and just you know just really because they're getting really really good at these crossover events and each one seems to be getting better and because of the kind of the story because it's crisis on infinite earths it had to be big it had to be you know I wanted just something very very special and uh, yeah I I think we've got it awesome Rob
0: what about you?
4: Um, I'm just going to copy what they've just both said <laughs> because um, it does feel like with Arrow ending that it's kind of the end of maybe the first part of the Arrowverse. So like having it all kind of tied up and having a conclusion to what's been happening so far. And like Nicola said about you've been, we've been teased with the flash vanishing since season one and um, yeah that's kind of what i was hoping that it would all be kind of tied up and you'd move on to something new
0: yeah yeah cool martin um
5: i dislike all the easter eggs i want i want to see something that's not been done before so link the film and with the tv yeah but link everything together which i was hoping for okay anything else it more Titans and Doom Patrol. Right? <laughs> <laughs> she horn that into
0: everything. Okay, Jim, what about you?
2: Um, Everything. I just wanted everything. <laughs> all of the things. <laughs> Every, all of it. Just give me it all. Uh, the book is so packed yeah. with everything that I was just like, give me as much of that as you possibly can in my eyes. And so far, I feel like they have. Oh, and Superman. Just all Superman. All of the Superman. All of the Superman. All of it.
0: I think you've pretty much all covered it. I think the same thing for me. I wanted to see them tie in the movies. Um, The whole, Ben, what you were saying about um, having that Avengers kind of moment definitely is something, it would be so cool if this whole thing ties up with everyone coming together in some huge scene. I think I might be possibly wanting a little bit too much there, but definitely from my perspective, I just want to see how much of DC they could cram into this. Yeah, yeah especially kind of given that they had a bit of breathing space from seeing what marvel did with infinity war and end game to be able to see how people reacted to that and then mashing up that universe to say okay we might be on tv but we can do it better and we can do it more and we can do the things that you didn't get to see in that one
3: well that's the thing because i think it's very unlikely that we're probably going to see something like that on a dc scale at the cinema with you know that we you know because now they're going to you know they've moved away from you know the kind of the DCE stuff. They can do the solo films, so we're not going to get that epic Justice League kind of moment for a long, long time. So I think at least in the TV, sh- you know, in the TV shows, if they can just give us that moment, I still think even though it's on TV, they can still do a really, really good job. Because like you know Jim said, the book is so thick; it's like there's so much in it, mm-hmm. and there's so many you know great things they could do to, to do a big kind of like a TV splash page of all these heroes from the Arrowverse. Just bring them all in and just you know really just go for it. I want that. I want that now.
2: Give it to me now. <laughs> I, I, I think I said to you guys in a message earlier that I'm going to end up wishing Christmas away because I just want the next part. Oh,
1: I, oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. So far away. So far away.
4: <laughs> yeah, but in a way, I feel like I can wait for the last part because uh, I just feel like something bad's going to happen.
1: Yeah. You know, true.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we kind of do know that something bad's going to happen. There's, there's <laughs> no way out of that one.
1: Yeah.
3: No.
0: Okay, so my next question that I wanted to ask you guys was, um, were there any guest stars who were kind of top of your wish list that you wanted to see in this? So, Jim, I'm going to throw it out to you first. Who were you hoping for? Who was top of that list? Superman.
2: Um, specifically Tom Welling, to be fair. Uh, like He's the one person that hasn't returned in any way. Because like, we've, had, we've had Dean Cain be in... I mean, he was in supergirl he was in supergirl but he, b- before that he was also in smallville oh okay so he he was at he's actually come back to the universe and uh, obviously brandon was already part of it and he'd already kind of made hints to like supergirl oh she looks just like my cousin <laughs> but the one person we'd never had is tom welling so for me i was just like the fact that they actually managed to do it it, it was a huge deal for me smallville was such a big big part of my life and you know 10 years of a show it kind of dominates your entire life so to be able to bring that character back that's what i wanted and i got it so i'm happy
0: there's a really interesting interview snippet that i read today from mark guggenheim i think where he was talking about how they um how they got tom welling to agree to it Mm. and apparently they'd already they'd already written the scene and they went to him and said this is exactly what we're gonna pitch to you and he read it and just said, that's literally the only scene anyone could have written that I can't say no to.
1: Nice. Right. Wow.
0: Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Because I, I wondered whether they would have gone to him and done the, okay, now we know you never wanted to do it during the show, but this is kind of a one-time thing. Will you put the suit on? He wouldn't have done it. He
1: wouldn't have done it. That's like, why? I,
2: I think there's a She's there's so a lot to it. it. There is a lot to it. But I, I think the fact that, for the longest of times he kind of he wanted as far away from that character as is humanly possible uh but then i think like over the last couple of years where he started to do conventions and i think he softened to it a little bit more so i think you know maybe a couple of years time you could probably persuade him to actually don the ties.
0: yeah he's in lucifer at the moment isn't he or was that he is
1: season two wasn't it yeah
2: season two yeah yeah He's really good in it, too. He
1: is, actually. Yeah. I was really surprised, actually.
2: Yes, uh, he's, he's a good, bad guy.
1: Mm. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah.
5: Okay, Martin, your wish list? Everything Batman and Titans. <laughs> yeah. I want them all. All of them. All of them. So, George Clooney? No, not, not too far. <laughs> so, not
0: everything, then? Not everything. No nipples.
1: Yeah, but I was about to say nipples. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, Hopefully, dear. you were going to say that after I said not uh, George Clooney and not before. Just in general. <laughs> so nipples. Just nipples. <laughs> you want to watch out for her any minute now. She's just going to say McClunky. Oh no! Please. Oh, well, please actually, please Nicola, no. I'm coming to you next. So, what was your wish list?
1: Oh, you know, on top of that, obviously, it's going to be which is not possible at all. But Henry Cavill would be amazing. Um... Which I don't know. I'm still really sad about, but hopefully he can come back. I don't know. Uh, that's another story for another podcast. Um, also, there could be some stock footage. You never know. Well, maybe, maybe. Uh, I'd like to. I love the picture of him with the mustache from uh, Just asleep, Sleep. By the way, I thought it looked great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, t- uh, Titans would be great just to see that kind of universe come into it as well. Um, and also Lucifer and Constantine meeting. I thought that would have been fantastic.
0: Oh, someone's definitely feeling very lucky at the moment, then. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Rob, what about you?
4: Yeah, I was hoping to see the Titans. And maybe a little bit of Doom Patrol as well. Um, So, even though it was like a a tiny little flash, it was nice to have the Titans in it, because it just joins up those universes.
0: Yeah, it does. Although, if rumours are to be believed, the uh, cast of Titans aren't very happy about it. Oh, really? Yeah, there's there's, there's a rumour going around that they were against being in it because they supposedly see themselves as being a bit more dark and a bit more serious and felt that being tied in would be, um, would kind of soften the the image of Titans, which I don't know if I believe it or not, it's completely a rumour, so absolutely yeah. pinch of salt. The only thing, if you guys have, if you follow any of the cast on Twitter, um, the morning after, um or kind of as we were waking up after part one had been on and that cameo appearance had, had happened, There were tweets from two or three of the cast members, didn't say anything, they were just GIFs of uh, randomly Muppet characters doing strange things, like Connor Leslie had tweeted one of them bashing his head against a wall, and Ryan Potter, who plays Beast Boy, had tweeted Kermit the Frog typing an angry letter out on a typewriter, and people are interpreting that as either some sort of cast issue about who was in it and who wasn't in it or the fact that they didn't personally want to be in it somebody who claims to have insider info who's been not too bad in terms of some of the stuff they've picked up on this season and been talking about before it happened uh, says that they have a, an insider who um, who said it's actually about the fact that the cast weren't given final say and that the footage was just sold from Warner Brothers to Warner Brothers like <laughs> within departments <laughs> yeah. to be able to use it I just
2: don't see the big deal no, me neither. I thought it was a great addition, to be fair, because I mean, apart from the fact that obviously it was Earth 9, yes, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, it made sense. You know, we also got uh, a nod to the Keaton verse. So it's just like, you know, they've done their best to say all of this exists together, just on separate Earths. And I love that idea. That's yeah, something definitely. that I've always gone in. In with you know that's when they were like back in the day when they were like oh they need to put um, Stephen Amell as uh, the Green Arrow in the Justice League film and I'm like you don't need to do that they can be totally separate because they're on different earths it just it makes sense in my head so I, I don't know what the problem is so I'm not having it
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write a letter
2: yeah <laughs>
0: Angry letter.
4: Do you yeah, an angry.
2: Rob, fetch me my quill.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ben, who were your uh, people that you were hoping to
3: see? Um, The only one that I really... Before I knew, kind of... He, before they kind of agreed with all the people that was going to be in it, I really wanted Kevin Conroy. And before he was even announced that he was going to be in it, um, just because he is my Batman. Um, and I really wanted... Um, to basically kind of see that kind of older Bruce Wayne, the Batman Beyond, you know, is that kind of really old, you know, angry, you know, hates everything. He's lost completely, you know, he's lost the track of what Batman used to be and the, you know, all his principles. And just to have Kevin Conroy, you know, as a live-action Batman, um, and that's all I really wanted. And then I heard that literally the next day he was cast into it for oh brilliant. Well, I'm gonna get that, but I didn't know how you know what they would do with the character. But yeah, so that, and of course Constantine. Just because I absolutely love Constantine.
0: Right. Yes. <laughs> it's a resounding nod from Martin there. say yes, Constantine. I agree.
5: Oh, sorry, I forget. You can't see me nod. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This is called a podcast. Yes, sorry. <laughs> oh, can, <laughs> I, can I add someone to my list? You can. Go on then. You could probably argue that me have already been in it. Right. Swamp thing.
0: Oh, how has he already been in it? Well,
5: they could say it was a passing twig or something. <laughs> <laughs> he was over there. Did you see him?
2: It's one of those trees hanging out at Wayne Manor, yeah. Yeah, <coughs> in the leaf in the wind.
5: Gilda's yeah. blown past. All right.
0: Uh, well, that leaves me. Um, so, I, I well, obviously, I'm going to have to go with something that no one has said, which I'm shocked and appalled at all of you for not saying it. But, oh God.
4: Birds of oh, prey. I knew you were gonna see. Oh, oh, of course.
1: <laughs> How did we not know?
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm literally where I am sitting right now. In front of me is my DVD shelf, and I can just see it. Birds of prey.
2: Are you? Um, are you the only person that owns that?
1: <laughs> oh, burn <laughs>
0: Probably. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what? It was actually. We're well, probably not supposed to admit to this, but it's the first TV series that I ever pirated. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's a choice.
5: I know, and it just?
0: Were you the only person downloading it? (laughs) Probably. In theory, if you look back, it wasn't poorly rated. It was just that Warner Brothers was so uptight at that point about control over its characters that they allowed them those three leads and then didn't allow them to even just use the name Gotham City. They forced them to change it to New Gotham and then basically said you can't use any major villains and you can't have batman but you can have him for that one scene at the beginning of the pilot and then they, there was no way it would ever succeed because they weren't allowed to do anything in the world that they were supposed to be in so i kind of i think i just in, enjoyed the fact that it tried to be successful and then just went ah fuck it we can't
2: <laughs> Small- sounds <laughs> like the new harley quinn film yeah Small, Smallville, did, Smallville kind of did the same, though, didn't it? it? It wasn't allowed access to all of the characters, which is why you uh. add Impulse rather than the Flash and, and things like that. It's, it was weird how they're like, this is the hill we're going to die on. You can't call it Gotham City, but you can call it New Gotham. That's ridiculous.
0: It was, it was a loose spin-off. In a yes, way. yeah you've got that one reference in the pilot of Birds of prey where they're like, yeah some weird stuff's been happening with meteor showers. yeah. Oh. So they were well I, I, they're probably not my number one, but I was excited at the idea of them bringing them back just because it's nice for them to tie that off. Mm-hmm. They were your number one. Don't no Conroy lie. is my number one. okay definitely Conroy. Um, <laughs> just the getting after being Batman for so long in computer games, animated films, animated series to give him the chance to actually play Bruce just once. Yeah. On screen was just the guy deserved it absolutely definitely definitely
2: do do we not although spin spinning off from that do we not think that we needed a ver- a, a Mark Hamill because let's be oh, fair he, he is yeah. not only Joker but he is also trickster yep you know so it's just like bring him in just just give him that that like on screen just give him an on screen laugh or something please
0: they kind of did that in uh, in Birds of Prey.
2: Did they? Well <laughs> they did it they did it in um Arrow with Harley, didn't they? You never saw yeah, her but you heard her
0: voice.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, they, yeah so in, in Arrow, the first time you ever met Task Force X and went to the bunker, there you just saw the back of her head, didn't you? Yeah. She was stood yeah. in a cell. You just saw the pigtails.
2: And you heard her, you heard her voice and it was Tara Strong doing her voice.
0: Yeah. So in the in the pilot of Birds of Prey, that first scene that's like the flashback that tells you everything that happened, you see Batman fight Joker. And then joke they they do the killing joke in live action. He goes to Barbara's house and you see him shoot her, um, and she o- <laughs> she opens the door and it's it's a younger actor who's physically Joker, but he shoots her. And then it's Mark Hamill's voice that says something oh. like um, knock knock. And he says knock knock, who's there? girl past tense. And then he does his he does his laugh. Well, that's pretty. And cool. it was it was actually Mark Hamill. So that was probably another reason why I kind of got suckered into that. Joke. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Last question before we dive into the actual episode itself. Was there anything that you hoped it wouldn't do or you were worried that it would do that you wouldn't maybe have liked? Rob, I'm coming to you first on this one. (laughs) Just anything that you were maybe anxious about or nervous about going into it?
4: Mm, I just didn't want it to be cheesy. (laughs)
1: Yes.
4: (laughs) And yeah, I kind of don't think it has been, so...
2: That was it, yeah. That's
0: that's no, that's that's very valid. I mean, there are a lot of people will now look at Titans and Doom Patrol and kind of say, you know, they're a they're a different type of show to the CW verse, and you know, people will say, oh, it's so much like Dawson's Creek, but with superheroes, or it's too cheesy, it's got too much family drama, but it's it's something that you could, you know, a story like this doesn't need some of that kind of cheesy drama.
5: Mm. Dawson's Creek.
0: That's a different podcast. <laughs> Not a show for me. Ben, what about you? Anything that you were
3: anxious about going in? Um, The only thing that I was worried about um, was basically... Because I know they are, they've been guilty of doing it in the past, is just overdoing the fake-out deaths. So characters with, oh no, they're dead, and then, oh no, they're back. Um, <laughs> I think they've done it to some mixed uh, mixed degrees so far. Um, but I just... I just want when I know it's like it's comic books, it's superheroes. No one's ever dead; they're always going to come back, no matter what, no matter how they're killed. But I just do you have? I think the last one, the last crossover, that did kind of do a few too many fake deaths, and it just kind of takes me out the moment a little bit. So I kind of want there to be a bit more, a bit more consequence to this this big crossover, especially again with you know Stephen Amell leaving, as it is as the Green Arrow. You know, I didn't want there to be too many, too many fake outs, basically
0: i agree consequences is something that i think is really important in programs like this mm-hmm. and that's always my gripe with um who you're, you're making a face at me as if so you're gonna say the m word uh that is that's my gripe with marvel i don't think that they have consequences no i think no. maybe they've slightly learnt their lesson with endgame but i think it's taken too long for them to learn that actually audiences can handle consequences it's not a bad thing it's not a bad word it's not bad to kill people off and have them be dead for a while no, i definitely. swear
1: if i bring tony stark back i will riot
4: <laughs> they are aren't they
1: no it's really? old
4: footage isn't it yeah <sighs> in um black widow yeah. oh, uh,
1: yeah. i don't care for black widow <laughs> Ooh.
3: Ooh. <laughs> different podcast yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've all got a lot to say on that but yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: jim what about you was there anything that you were kind of nervous about
2: <laughs> yes There was, and it stemmed back to when this was very first announced, um, which was pretty much at the end of last season's crossover, and I was like, as long as the entire crossover isn't based around Felicity, Uh, (laughs) and her being, I don't know, the ruler of the universe, then I'm fine, I'm like, no... No, I don't want that. And the beauty of it is, she isn't even in it at all. Well, that's so... the thing, she's not even in it, and
4: you still have to talk about her.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> I just, they use her as a MacGuffin, and they didn't need to, and so they didn't, and
0: thus I'm happy.
4: Although she was mentioned.
0: She was, and um, I i think, although I've not read it, although I'm also not sure that it's out yet, but the, the comic book... She's in the comic book, yeah is is based around her isn't it and yeah. i am i right in thinking that i what the reference that was in the episode to her is actually the story from the comic that's exactly right which is a shame because
2: i was gonna read it too
0: it's <laughs> interesting though that she's not and we're probably slightly jumping ahead by doing this but um it's interesting that she's not in it but they've made her an, a slightly important part of the story and of oh, course bit, they have because they always do <laughs>
4: <laughs> listen we have this argument all the time and whether you like or hate her Felicity is a major part of Arrow she doesn't need to be but uh, whether she needs to be or not she is and you can't just uh, like she's not dead or anything in, on Shame. the show so <laughs> you can't just ignore her existence
2: I've been doing quite well this
0: season mate. it's been amazing
2: trying your hardest
0: yeah that's slightly like how I feel about Mia. I'm coming around to her, but on the whole, I don't...
2: See, a lot of people seem to have a problem with Mia, but I quite like her.
4: I liked her, but she's just boring.
0: I prefer her in the present day.
2: Yes. So the, so the spin-off is not at the top of your watch list, No.
0: No. <laughs>
4: Uh, my friend said the other day and it's very true every episode with her it's the same thing she starts off angry and then she gets over and apologises to all of her that's that's but me episode as... she
2: starts angry again yeah, yeah exactly that's her
4: yeah. yeah
0: I will grin and bear green arrow on the canaries for, uh, for Laurel and Dinah hmm Martin anything from you that you weren't looking forward to or worried about
5: um just that it was going to be done badly so i didn't want them to shoehorn lots of references in just for the sake of it yep so i wanted it to be done in a in a tasteful way that complements the story yep which i think they have done okay It's so not like case of oh let's all have those references in that don't make any sense and don't mean anything to anybody but
0: we've got them in <laughs> no that's true that's i mean the last thing you want is for them to just Signpost far too much for the sake of it and lose the story. Yeah. Nicola, what about you?
1: Um, I think two main ones. Uh, one was possibly giving away all the cameos um, mm. and not having any surprises, and the other one was Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: your favourite character? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've pretty much all covered it. I can't think of anything else. I just, yeah, my, I was just worried that it wouldn't work. And interestingly, I had a conversation with someone on Twitter today about not understanding the character of Pariah, um, and I just sort of explained to them that actually it's almost a literal translation from the comic book. He is just someone they, who is being, to watch, paying yeah. a major penance by yeah. being dragged around by the anti-monitor and watching worlds die. bit of a... Bringing a bit of drama. Yeah. But it's interesting to see how, for a general audience that's not read the comic book, how some of those things that completely make sense to us don't make sense to them at all.
3: Yeah.
2: It's it's tough though. Like we said at the beginning, there's so much to fit in. I like, and they have, they've cut out a lot of the extraneous nonsense. Um, to try and keep it sort of relatively fine tuned on that. So far, I think they've done a really good job.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Right, I think it's time we get down to business and talk about this first episode. Let's do it. where do we start? I guess we start at the very beginning, which is. Those cameos, which I like, know well, we've just touched on, who we were all hoping to see. So in this episode, at that very beginning tease, we got Robert Wall, who came back as Alexander Knox from Batman 89. Nice to see knows. that he hadn't actually perished during the uh, the Joker's menacing parade around Gotham that still scares me to this very day.
2: Under <laughs> <On the, laughs> And his massive gun.
0: Martin's laughing at me because... Um, I always thought that Joker was riding on a giant set of false teeth and I only realised in complete adulthood, like five years ago, that it's actually a cake
2: <laughs> I I, I would have liked him riding on a set of false teeth, that would that would have been cool
0: I just figured Joker throws false teeth around.
2: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense makes sense to me, mate
0: Anyway <laughs> it, it made Got to make Claire think that I was very special, and me. <laughs> <laughs> so then we got to see your friends, Jason Todd and uh, and Hawk from Titans on Earth Nine. Yeah, we
2: did. I, I I'll be honest, right? They're good ones.
1: Yeah, but, I thought they picked quite well.
2: But personally,
0: Nightwing.
1: I would have
2: loved Nightwing.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think they should have chosen Hawk.
1: He just kind of stared. What was he doing?
2: (laughs) I I mean, it's kind of just
4: footage
0: that they then
2: threw a red thing over. But
0: for me, I was like, well, yeah, no, fair enough. It's enough. There was a cut scene from the season one finale that no one's ever seen, I think. Yes. It'll be the only footage we'll ever get to see from it. Hashtag release the OG finale. Oh, I <laughs> wonder
1: when that was going to pop up. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: did you see those shots of it, though? It looks so good with Doom Patrol and everything. Oh. Anyway, anyway, that, again, that's another podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we also saw Russell Tovey as the Ray from Earth-X. And then finally we went to Earth-66 for uh, for Burt Ward in oh, an interesting wow. Red
2: Moo Moo I liked that red moo-moo. It was Robin's colours,
3: man. It exactly mm. was. And was
0: that Ace the Bat-Hound?
3: I was going to say that, because I literally thought, that's got to be Ace, surely. That's got to be a nod to being the bat, you know, Ace the Bat-Hound. Um, but I wasn't too sure. But That's how I saw it. Yeah, good. It wasn't just let's, me us Let's
2: go with that then, yeah?
3: Yep,
0: canon.
2: Brilliant. You heard it here first. <laughs>
0: I was going to ask what everyone's favourite was, but I kind of feel like everyone's possibly just going to say Titans.
5: <laughs> well, I'm, I'll I'll break the mould. Okay. I quite liked eighty nine. Oh my god, Titans wasn't your top one. No, I think I preferred eighty nine.
0: Well, my only gripe, and I said this to—I think I said this to you, didn't I, Jim? Yeah. It was um. Oh, the Batwoman's bat, bat- Woman's signal. signal. Yeah.
2: Rather than I've, the actual. I've heard bat that symbol. they
3: couldn't get the. I, I don't know how it would, but I've heard that I've seen someone basically say they couldn't get the rights to the logo. But if you actually, if you, which makes no sense, being that it's all Warner Brothers. But okay, but I think if you look on the um on the newspaper that you reading, you've got the classic kind of yellow bat symbol. Yeah, that's on, it.
2: Was a comic Batman, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
3: So you've got it on there. So you've got it, you know. So why you couldn't have it in the sky or just have a. You know, if, if you're not gonna, ha- you know, if you, okay, if you can't use that exact symbol, at least get one that looks a bit like it. It's yeah. just a bit strange how it was definitely like, you know, the Batwoman symbol in the sky, yet it was F eighty nine. So that was a, the only little, you know, nitpicking at it. There was a little bit, a little bit strange.
4: No, that was a real shame, though. Oh yeah, definitely. And then you just do where uh, Batwoman was coming off screen, and yeah.
0: Okay, so it's a lot that happens in this episode. Yep.
2: We are we are assuming that everybody's seen it, right?
0: would hope so,
4: yeah. Oh. <laughs> Alright, cool. I feel like most people have seen it. It's amazing,
2: it. isn't it? How it's
0: not over in this country yet everybody's seen it. Kind of like the Mandalorian. <laughs> so the episode kicks off with uh, a nice little nod to Superman 2. If we, did we all pick up on the little Superman 2 nod? I did.
3: Yes. No. I mean, that... Yeah, Will Wheaton with the sign. It's the exact kind of replica of the sign. Yeah, okay. I've, I've put that in my notes because I wasn't too sure because I can't remember the last time I've seen Superman 2. So I was kind of I've kind of scribbled it down thinking, oh, I hope that's right.
0: <laughs> it, no, it was. It was completely right. That sign was exactly the sign that someone was carrying in Superman 2 as they're yep. all yeah.
3: charging down the street.
0: A weird little... North yeah, I, I like that. That appear. made me happy.
3: Oh, yeah. I, th- I think in terms of kind of, like if we're going to say, you know, the cameos that we've now had and that we know about... I wasn't expecting Will Wheaton, and I absolutely love Will Wheaton. But I think it's cool because he, you know, you know, he does a lot of the, you know, the DC kind of voice acting. So mm-hmm. it kind of, you know, it made sense to have Will Wheaton there in that kind of role. Yeah, it's going to go to like a really weird place where
5: we we'll go to Earth 300.
2: Earth <laughs> I'd be, I'd be all right with that. It just it made me think of Big a Big Bang in, Theory. In In the Big Bang Theory, I'm not a massive fan, but in one episode that he's in. In the background of his flat, you just opened the door. He's got a massive Flying Graysons poster. Oh, oh. yeah, he does, and, doesn't he? Yeah, and I've been looking for it for ages. I can't find one. I have a smaller version of it, but it was huge. It's like a full-on wall piece. And
0: I'm like, oh, Brilliant. I need that. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> so I thought that this episode was actually, at least for the first act, was really well paced. The way it, from the moment she kind of, defeats the dragon which okay slightly random it really doesn't stop the earthquake starts you go to argo you see uh lois and clark you get to meet baby jonathan he gets put in the in the ship thrown to earth argo gets destroyed and it's basically it's just it snowballs from there um so i kind of wanted to get what were your guys takes on how the episode was paced and how the story played out um feel free to free for all and shout out on this one (laughs) have a general comment
5: about kryptonians okay and they're not very prepared for a crisis they only <laughs> ever have one ship it's only ever one pod and can only <laughs> one small child
2: and and they were copying uh the words that his dad said to him as well so yeah did anybody else catch that? Was it just me?
0: No, I thought that as well. No, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah no, there's a bit. Yeah, there's a bit where they put him in the in the pod, and it's just like we'll be, we'll always be with you, even in the face of our deaths, which is exactly um, what Marlon Brando said to to little Clark when he sent him off to Superman the movie.
1: Also, can I just say about consequences? Um, you, we know that they weren't going to die, right? <laughs> yeah. So why did they make oh no the Earth's died oh no oh here they are we rescued them sort of thing.
4: Yeah, you are right. Yeah. They have their own series yeah. coming next year, so yeah. pretty obvious. Um, I think that the first episode started off really well, and then maybe it's just because I want everything <laughs> now. It, ju- it just died down a little bit and got a little yeah. bit flat, and then I started to worry that oh, maybe this isn't going to be what we wanted it to be. Um, uh, but then I don't know if that's just because the episode revolves around Supergirl.
1: Agreed, 100%. There was
2: a bit where Supergirl and Superman are having a chat, and they're just having this really chat about how down they're feeling. And I'm like, the world is ending. You're,
1: you're the two most powerful people
2: on it. Do you not, should you not be doing something else?
1: I don't know. Got to get the priorities right. Yeah. They're supposed to be, like, the most hopeful people as well, right? And Superman
2: was in it, the dumps. He was like, oh... Everything's rubbish. I'm rubbish. <laughs> and,
4: yeah. And actually, like Nicola just said, she's the paragon of hope. Uh, no hope. <laughs> don't think so. <laughs> but,
2: and I've got to say this, right? I'm on the side of Lena Luthor in this whole season. Oh,
3: so
5: me we're too. we're still... Oh, God, she really annoyed. Three me. episodes
0: behind. She okay, me well... Episode. But feel free to spoil it, don't worry. Supergirl...
2: Is properly sitting in her ivory tower at the moment, and and Lena Luthor's had a bit of a bad run of it. And I think, personally, I think she's all right. There's some things that she's done that maybe not the best, uh, but I I think her reasonings behind it are actually fairly right on. And and Supergirl's just being a, a bit of a dick, if I'm honest.
4: Well, really, if you listen to what um, what Alex said to Lena. Everyone in their life knew that she was yeah. Supergirl apart from her. Now, would you not be pretty pissed off? Especially how with... do you
1: not know, though? I'm sorry.
4: Because <laughs> she's oh, got God. the glasses, Nicola. <laughs> and the... Yeah, and she puts her hair in a ponytail well, no, and she's just Kara. How
2: Kara and Supergirl's hair color changes at the exact same time.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they both got a fringe at the same time. One yeah, thing that I do I, think mm... is quite interesting with these crossovers is even though, like, there are no title cards that show, you know, this is the Supergirl hour, this is the Arrow hour, you mm. can still tell which is which, because, okay, they bring you in some of the... You can tell who's
2: driving the episode, absolutely. Yeah,
0: they, yeah. they might have some of the supporting cast members, which, okay, is kind of a, a giveaway, but I kind of also feel like it has some of the pitfalls of that series as well. So, like, Supergirl, way too much exposition. So mm. when, they, when they're first in the DEO in this episode, and Jean uh, is just suddenly like, Ah, the the monitor. He came and tasked everyone last year with the with the book <laughs> and basically Technology. he then he, he then retold basically the whole story of, of Elseworlds and I thought, okay, we
3: didn't need that, but I guess it's helpful for people who don't remember. I mean I think in terms of being helpful, it was very helpful for me because I hate to admit it, I've never watched a single episode of Supergirl. Don't My, do it. I know, well, that's, ben, you're you're not <laughs> missing I kind me, of heard, think. so I'm kind of like, you know, I'm kind of pleased about that in a way so my only kind of knowledge of like any of these characters have come from the crossover events so i was a little bit nervous going to this one And right so this is going to be the supergirl episode and straight away i'm looking at characters that yeah i don't know who you are don't know who you are and i was worried that i was gonna oh is this gonna take me out the story but to be fair i think they did a really good job you know coming from someone who's never seen an episode of supergirl that i still kind of it was easy to kind of you know, I got to grips with the story very quickly, and I never really kind of felt that I was out of place. Even kind of characters that I hadn't seen before, I could still understand their motives. I could still understand what they're doing. That you know, their drives. So I think, from my standpoint, I think the episode does a really good job. Uh, in that case, that it doesn't, re- you know, you don't need to have seen every single episode to get everything. So I think just overall, going again back to the pacing, I think it works really well by moving at such a kind of, you know, a quick speed that you know you you get all this information, but you're not kind of having to think about it too much.
0: That's really interesting, actually. I, that's thanks for that because that's a that's a good perspective that I would be was completely lost on me. Um, but it's good to know that actually that that worked for you and that helped you get into it. With it not starting in something like Arrow or Flash or one of the ones that's that's more widely watched and more widely understood.
3: Yeah, exactly. Nice. I think another good
4: thing is that it, it kind of carries on from the last crossover, so they're still kind of talking about things that they did together when they saw each other last,
0: and yeah, that might help think... with that. I've kind of forgotten who um, Batwoman hadn't hadn't met. So when she had that moment where she was kind of like, I don't really know who any of you are, and I don't trust you, I was I was just sort of thinking, oh, hang on a minute. I'm sure you've met someone that's here before.
1: Did she try and punch someone as well? She punched
0: um, Harbinger, who at that point yeah. would not be referred to as Lila, but now is referred to as Lila again. Well, that's understandable.
4: <laughs> I love Lila. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Lila at best is a plot point.
4: <laughs> well, she is,
2: but I just think it's nice that she's had something to, to do fair, for the last few like, episodes. I was worried that Felicity was going to be Harbinger, so I'm like, yeah, fair enough. Go ahead, have it. Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> hey, oh, livid. I would have been livid.
4: Um, I do think as well that they've done something with Batwoman in the crossover that makes her a whole yes. lot more likable yeah, than yeah, she definitely. is. So on this was going to be show.
0: something I was going to say to you guys because, from kind of all of the conversations that we've had while we've been setting this thing up, no one's really enjoy- <laughs> enjoying that woman that much. Apart from Alice, I'm going to say us, but I probably more mean me than you. Yeah. Okay.
2: It's not that I'm not enjoying it. I'm just, I like the characters. She is not working for me, and it's not a character thing. It's an actress thing. I just, yeah, I just don't think she's likable. Very
1: likable. No, yeah, yeah,
2: not likable <laughs> at all. No, but in this crossover, I really liked her.
1: Yeah, and again, I thought like, she added, know, the, an,
2: know, show.
3: yeah, a really nice element to it. Yeah, definitely. I think the cross, like the crossovers, because when she first appeared in the last crossover, I'm not a fan of Ruby Rose anyway, because I just think she's, well, yeah, not a not a big fan of her acting um, style. Let's say, um, but I thought she was great in the first crossover and then I've watched the show and it's oh it's a bit of a struggle but then again in the, this crossover there's been no point when I've been like mm, do you know what I didn't like that I think in the crossover events they really get it so I don't know if they need to change the writers on Batwoman or do something different with the, the show uh, because in the crossovers they really seem to get it and she does become a lot more likeable do you think that maybe that's because she doesn't have to carry it uh, yeah more. Than she's might, maybe probably, more yeah. reactive
2: to other yeah. things than having to be i'm
4: number one i'm here let's
2: yeah. look at
3: this yeah i think that i think that definitely could be yeah. could be yeah, yeah, i think she's struggling
4: but do you know what it is as well uh i remember maybe it was episode three possibly of batwoman she kind of got a little less angsty and had a bit more humor and a bit of sarcasm and i think that's what they've done with her in this and it just breaks up the moodiness yeah
0: It's interesting, isn't it? Because Kate's quite a cold character in the comic books. But Mm. in the comic books, they don't surround her with some of that stuff that they do in a CW show. So the whole thing with, uh, I'm going to use that word that you're not a big fan of, Jim, but the the sister who's an influencer and (laughs) the the step-mum and dad drama. I mean, Jacob Kane, he's just had his entire arc in Rebirth of Detective Comics where he basically took down... Batman's whole team and that clock tower base that they had and it was all about Jacob Kane's army not Jacob Kane divorces his wife yeah I so I feel a little bit like the the Batwoman show has got a little bit too caught up in although they're interesting characters some of the soapy drama and it doesn't maybe work so much with her character no but weirdly it's, I, it's too like her and I
3: don't know I don't know what it is, but I quite like
2: her. Do you not think also they've they've jumped into a heavy storyline straight away?
3: Yeah, there was no build up. They just literally launched straight into it and just expected to kind of run with it. And I think it's been more of a rather than just kind of hitting the ground running, I think it's been a very slow start that the kind of I think they she needs to do, you know, scale it back a bit and just ease, ease her into it again. You know, like I said, she's carrying her own series now, it's all on her, and I just think it, that's where it's struggling.
2: Mm. I agree.
4: Yeah, I think Jim. We said that on our podcast a few weeks ago that it was just too much. Well, I said it anyway. I don't know if you agree. It's I just never agree with all you. At Rob, once, and it's like yeah. when you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's on her show. It's just too much all at once. It, it, mm, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I will say that I was planning on giving up watching it after this, but she's made me at least give it yeah. a few. More I agree, same.
0: The mid-season finale, I think, has probably been my favourite episode of it to date, actually. I haven't seen that yet. So there were some interesting kind of plot moments in that one, and I think her characterisation was a bit more like you find her in this episode. Maybe not quite as far, but well on the way to being more like this. Yeah. Well, that's good.
5: <laughs> oh, she nice. still did
0: that thing that annoys me.
5: Oh, look, I'm staff.
0: Yeah, I, I do think... We're oh going to end up talking about Batwoman for far too long, but I do think that there's an over-reliance on pointing out gadgets that then become very important later on in the story. Yeah, yeah. Which I suppose actually technically happens in this episode as well with Ray noticing the batarang.
5: Oh God, that her one single batarang. <laughs> <laughs> Good, old Ray.
2: Good old Ray, though he always makes everything better. Aww.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, well, okay, so question: um, What? Or who? Sorry, should I say? Is is your favourite character? That your standout person in this episode? Uh, Ben, go
3: first. You go. Oh, um, that's a difficult one. I'm probably gonna say, although didn't really do much. I'm gonna say Oliver, um, just because I think he had a lot of good dialogue, um, with Mia, with Barry. He had a lot of kind of kind of conversations with them, which I felt. In the kind of the Stephen Melway does very well in those kind of serious and those like kind of emotive moments. I thought he did um, a really strong point, and obviously the ending of the episode as well. Where he's on the rooftop? He's like he's, he's not going to leave until everyone's gone. I thought that was just like such a an Oliver Queen moment that you know I was really kind of glad. And I, I was a bit spoiled because we got that in the trailer and every trailer we've had since from it. But I was still kind of there in the moment that I thought you know it's a really good hero moment, and um, obviously then everything that followed. You so, see, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go with um, definitely Stephen Amell on this one. So, yeah, I'm going Green Arrow. Okay, Nicola, what about you?
1: Um, I'd probably say Ray. I mean, it's, I just got to double check. This is the one where him and Sarah were doing the um, uh, the pub quiz, yes. right? Oh, it was so much fun! I just love those two, and I think he's like he should be the beacon of hope. He's like the oh, most definitely. cute yeah. one and so sweet, and yeah, I just really like him. He's just very enthusiastic. He's like a little puppy. Yeah
0: going to be really sad to have him uh, leave Legends this year as well.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Rob, what about you?
4: Um, I'm finding it hard to pick one, and that's because I love Stephen Amell. But I would say actually in the first episode, Sarah.
0: Ooh, that's going to be my pick as well.
4: Yeah, I think she has taken on quite a big role so far. Yeah. And I think she's been pretty fantastic.
0: I think she is possibly my favourite character in the entire Arrowverse wow yeah that came as a shock to me to say that but that's how I'm feeling <laughs> Jim <Pumped>.
4: <laughs> but also with her character there's a lot of history and it's quite interesting
2: yeah it
0: is and
4: yeah. she's played quite a big part in everything so
0: she definitely has
2: I mean she was there at the beginning not her exactly but
0: ish an actress playing that character
2: <laughs> yeah She's been there from the beginning, so for her and Oliver, this is kind of the final run together, which I, I quite liked. I'm like, that. that's nice to bring them together yeah, it was. again. It was, that was, yeah. So that's one of sort my of standout moments circle. on
0: the episode, is the two of them talking. Actually, her talking to both the Olivers in this episode is, is great.
4: Oh yeah, I liked
0: the, the bit with the old Oliver. Yeah. Who? <laughs> Jim didn't say convinced there.
2: I'm not entirely <laughs> sure what the point of it was
0: yeah she kind you of. you had like, a theory, Jim didn't you
2: originally, I had a theory, okay, so obviously we're recording this now after the first three episodes have been. However, had we recorded episode by episode, I would have been like spoilers he dies at the end, right in my head, I'm like the only reason they would have a, had had that version of old oliver is surely to somehow save the younger oliver like he yeah. makes the ultimate sacrifice or does something at the end because otherwise why have they randomly traveled to the future and spoken to an old oliver queen there's no point to it in my head i'm like oh you know there's only his kidneys lacerated and he needs another one. <laughs> oh, look here's another oliver
4: and- maybe it's because Oliver always doubts what he does and what Sarah was saying to him is that actually he turned out to be quite a good guy
2: yes but we know this
4: yeah but that Oliver didn't know that
2: he's dead now anyway who cares <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jim who
2: was your uh, favourite character I have to I have to agree with Ben for everything he's just said Oliver Queen Green Arrow amazing everything that for me that episode was about him yep as yep. I feel like this entire crossover is, and as it should be, because it's running up to the end of Green Arrow, and yeah, his interactions with everybody were just, just perfect. I just, I loved him, and I love, I love the fact that he gave me a, a Green Arrow costume, even though it yeah, wasn't actually green. that was that was a and fairly likable member, she didn't wear the hood, there. and she didn't have a mask. But apart from that. <laughs> They, they, although a lot of them are playing very fast and loose with running around without their masks on. Yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, they are at this point.
2: Flash and Arrow just hanging outside without their masks on, and I'm like, like Pfft, what are you doing? Oh, yeah, I hadn't thought of that.
5: Well, it's crisis. I mean, yeah. <laughs> who's not in these things? There's no, no time to case. put your mask on in crisis. Go on, who was your favourite character? Um. Oh, God. Um. I'm going to go with Nicola and go with Ray and Sarah, the combination. I thought you were going to say Nicola was your favourite character. I'm like, Nicola? <laughs> she wasn't in a Nicola wins Crisis and the Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I like the combination of the gems together. And I do agree. I do think Sarah is quite a nice one to bring everybody together. Yeah. And she's probably yeah. the most like about the lot of them. Not because I'm biased and I don't really enjoy Flash or Arrow. At the minute.
0: <laughs> What
5: no, again? I, why are you
3: here?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sarah would definitely be my pick as well. I do, however, really like and had never anticipated it the pairing of Ray and Kate Batwoman. There's something oh, yeah that really works between the two of them. Like when she grabs his hand when he's like, "Ooh, nice costume." I thought that was quite funny. And then when they pair them up again as they're wandering around by the tower, and then when he does uh, when he you know takes her batarang. There's just I don't know what it is, but there's something a little bit sparky about the two of them that I quite like. There
2: was a nice little chemistry there. Yeah, I think because one's so hopeful and the other one's so dire. I like was just going to
3: say they're both, <laughs> you know, are opposite ends of the uh, the spectrum. So the kind of like, True. I think it, it works in that kind of sense. Yeah.
0: One thing actually, it's like me and you. No oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I kind of didn't like actually, in the same moment when she grabbed Ray's hand, was that face that Alex made at her. So I felt like they were kind of saying, oh, we've got two lesbian characters, so they need to be sparky, which didn't feel necessary. And Alex They've done like, that with Alex before as well. She just made a face, and I thought, okay, unnecessary.
4: Wasn't it Alex and Sarah that had a little thing? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, we've been there, done that. We don't need it again.
0: No uh, <laughs> No comment on Alex's loose morals. <laughs>
2: It's a crossover. It doesn't count if it's a crossover. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what happens in the crossover? Stays, yeah, in, the stays crossover. in the crossover. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's a fr- It's a good point that you say that. I loved when Sarah said, um, I promised the team they wouldn't have to take part in another crossover.
3: Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, it was very funny. <laughs> Didn't they say that
1: again in the second one? Or uh, I can't- third one. they were like No, oh, it was when yes. Ralph
4: turned up and um, Frost said, oh, it's his first crossover. First crossover, <laughs> Yeah.
0: yeah. I thought that that's just, that's brilliant. The fact that they can be that meta, that they can, they just referenced what they're actually doing is hilarious.
2: And that's also <laughs> so Legends of Tomorrow. It is. Yeah. yeah. I loved it.
0: Okay, so next kind of topic I thought might be worthwhile talking about is those action scenes, because I've noticed that a few people on social media have not really liked the, the like, the fisheye lens camera flying around battle scenes. I really like them. I'm with yeah, you. I really enjoyed them.
3: Yeah, same.
0: I felt like it was
2: something different, something we hadn't seen before, and it really brought you thought, into yeah. the action that was happening.
0: I would, however, love to see the raw footage without the CGI shadow ghosts just to see the stunt doubles <laughs> kicking nothing. <Like laughs> Do you mean the Dementors? Because
4: they were just Dementors. They, they
0: were. Dementors were... Yeah, 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 yeah. They were blue should have been a they? little bit more
4: imaginative yeah. there.
0: It was like a blue Dr. Manhattan Dementor. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to. That's a weird crossover. (laughs) um, Comic book fans, what do they look like in the comics? I'm trying to remember. Just a shadow, isn't it? Is it just? Is it a literal shadow? I think
2: they're shadows. Yeah. Everybody's opening their comic books.
3: I am. If you can only page is going right now, that is because I'm literally frantically flicking through because I can't remember. But (laughs) uh, yeah, I think they are just uh, just shadows. I think. I'll be looking online for it. I Don't know. I thought they definitely but, yeah, took a definitely page agree.
0: from Arrow's book in the way they did the fight choreography. It didn't feel like the fights from Flash or from Supergirl. It felt more like the real kind of
3: raw fight scenes that you get in Arrow that are really well choreographed.
2: Yeah.
3: I think, yeah, in terms of the kind of fights, I think you know the one thing I love about Arrow is the one-shots they do and the really kind of big you know, kind of spectacles they kind of did like a half-hearted attempt at kind of like a nice little kind of fighting action sequence with a big one, one shot. Um, And I just feel like that was going to be, you know, actually Oliver dies at the end, so we're not going to get Green Arrow in that kind of, you know, we're not going to see him in another one shot again. So I think that's probably one of my only disappointment thing about the episode was that they didn't have one of those kind of iconic Arrow kind of fight scenes where it was just that one big long shot, panning around all the characters, you add them all there, you know, you can just see and all the Dementors as much as you want, it doesn't really matter. So yeah, I think that's a new downside that I did have with the fighter scene, that I just wanted my one final one-shot. I think there's still a chance we're going to get it. Did We've you? still got the Arrow episode uh, to come. Yeah, true, but I guess what? will um, yeah, I'll hope, I'll live in hope.
0: Could be old Oliver, could be young Oliver, could be, spoiler alert for episode three, Spectre Oliver. Yeah.
4: Well, there was a little trailer, wasn't there, at the end of this episode?
0: Yeah, they didn't give too much away in this trailer, did they?
4: No, but you did see Oliver in it.
0: I
2: mean, he kind of has to be in his episode of the crossover, right? It would be weird. Yeah, not he's happens.
3: going to be in every. He's going to be in every single one. Which again, I, I've, I said I said not know one graph with the episode being the fight scenes. It was Oliver's death as well because it was such like a really kind of an heroic moment. It was just like the perfect way for Oliver Queen to die to go out of the show they do it in the first episode so of course it's going to be in every single episode that follows so again I'll go back to my initial point about kind of you know too many kind of fake out deaths but I guess I'll be saying that Oliver Queen as we know in the Arrowverse that is his death and you know what comes next we know with Spectre all those kind of things we're still going to see Stephen Amell kind of there but rather than that version of Green Arrow so yeah Mm. we can still see all the Green Arrows I, I hope but I just I hope they use him correctly and just not I just don't want them to mess it up because I love Green Arrow I love Stephen Amell I love it all so much you know they got me into the show I just really want them to do it right I'm sure they will I'm sure they will
0: Mark Guggenheim again uh, who uh, is obviously all over Twitter at the moment talking to anyone and everyone about kind of little snippets of information um, I read another re- interview bit with him where he was talking about um, why they did the death scene in this episode and not episode 5 and it was purely because they said uh, actually everyone going into this is thinking Oliver Queen's going to die Um, and they're all going to think, well, he's going to be some big, huge, heroic sacrifice at the end, so let's kill him right at the start.
3: Yeah, I can can see that thinking.
4: The thing about having it in the first episode, right, is I was sitting there watching it, and I didn't know how to react, and all I kept thinking to myself is, he's not going to not be in the rest of the episodes. So whereas if that happened on episode five, I would have been distraught, like, throwing myself out of the window. But, <laughs> w- watching that, I was just like, mm, it, it's not... Oh, you think he's joking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> I think they should have done it in, like, episode four, in the Arrow epi- it, The Arrow episode's the final one, isn't it? Is it Legends, and then Arrow? Yeah, I think it's Legends, then It doesn't Arrow. finish on a- Legends. No, really. it
0: finishes on Legends. It's Arrow, and it? Legends.
1: What? okay yeah <laughs>
4: crazy
1: crazy cats
0: <laughs> in
2: which case i think they probably should have saved it for then because then you're like oh well he's definitely gonna be in the next wait he's dead <laughs> yeah yeah that's true because yeah i i think you're right we're gonna end up with uh diminishing returns with him in every yeah. single episode yeah his death is not gonna feel as important as it did by episode five i After. totally agree
4: and also he's gonna be a different oliver as well
2: rob does not like that Rob does not like the idea of it being a different. Unlucky. No, it's not that. It's
4: just th- does that maybe take away the fact that anything bad that happens to him now does that kind of take away the fact of that you'd be sad about it because it's not really the same character.
3: Possibly, I mean, again, um, I can, I totally, I'm with you on that, Rob, and I totally agree with you so much that I'm just you know I really want this done well, and I, just, I it's not going to be the same. But I guess we just got to live and hope that obviously we've still got two more episodes to go that we ha- you know that we've not seen yet. So maybe they will. They've already thought about this because I've seen a lot of comments of people like attacking the writers on Twitter saying, "Oh, you haven't done this, you haven't done this," and they're just like, yeah, talk to me in 24 hours time, and then they've been you know proven wrong. So um, we'll give the writers you know enough enough slack that hopefully they will do it. But yeah, I am very nervous <laughs> that uh, we're going to get something that's not. You no, know, that doesn't do kind of Stephen Amell and you know the Oliver Queen's Aravis legacy, you know, any justice? Yeah, we are going to get a to... Lost or a Game of
4: Thrones ending. I oh, don't, don't.
2: I like
3: the lost ending.
4: Um, <laughs> no I'll... one likes the lost ending, Jim. I like the lost ending. <laughs>
2: if, if you watch it again when you're older,
4: I will never it watch is... it again because I wasted <laughs> six years of my life to find out it was all a bloody dream.
1: Well, purgatory. It's yeah, top. it's
2: purgatory. It's very when anyway. Anyway, um, he's there's still a couple of episodes of Arrow after the crossover, though.
0: One of those is the backdoor pilot for um, Green Arrow and the Canaries.
2: So you've got to imagine that that final episode is going to be him going around saying goodbye to everybody, right? Yeah. Then I think that's your emotional send-off.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because I know Rob's going to be in pieces.
4: Listen, I was oh. distraught after the... Season finale of season seven, so There you go.
3: It's, all right. it's all right, Rob, we've got each other, we'll just console each other fine. Thank, think. Thank you, we'll thank them you them. for being
4: kind. Thank you for your kindness. Because oh. I don't <laughs> get that very much.
3: Lies. Lies.
2: Last week when the episode was on, I messaged you and I was like, I can't take all these goodbyes. I genuinely can't take it. It breaks my heart every single time he's like in the scene with the someone for the last time. I'm like, No, no, can't be doing this. Because this is this is kind of what began it all, you know. Yeah, it is. Without this show, we don't have everything that we've got. We don't have all these future series that are coming. So it is it is bittersweet because personally, I think this season of Arrow has been one of the best.
3: It has it
0: really so has. really good this season. It's I've I've not really I didn't lose focus with it as much as some people have. But I do think that this has been a huge improvement this series
2: so you know go out on a high but at the same time then you're kind of left with this that's how good it was and it's not here anymore that's, yeah. that's a, you know and that's a
4: shame
0: it's better to be that way than thinking thank god it's over no I don't think it's
4: blowing smoke up his eyes either to say that Stephen Amel is responsible for it because he he was Arrow like before anything else, he held that show and kept people's interest. So really without him, whereas we're saying um, Ruby Rose isn't maybe the best person to play Batwoman because she doesn't carry the show well, it really is a lot down to him personally.
3: Yeah, yeah, I
0: agree. So something else I just thought was worth talking about with this one. We obviously get the the loss of Earth 38, Supergirl's, uh, Supergirl's Earth. And a little bit of the episode is dedicated to that kind of evacuation, which seems very much to just be centred on i I've now forgotten what the name of her city is. What I call, I Nas- call it, National, National City. city. I wanted to call it Central City. Um, to me, that felt a little bit too small-scale.
4: Well, because they just evacuated people from National City and the rest of the world we left to die. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Except apparently they saved three billion people, and <laughs> so they saved three billion people, brought them to Earth One, which has subsequently been wiped out. Ouch! And also, like, don't don't bring three billion people to to an Earth that's already got like seven billion people. That's going to end in tears.
4: Yeah, it's just it's <laughs> really thoughtless.
2: It just I don't know. There there was part of it where. Mm, Across this whole crossover, my least favourite character has been Supergirl. She's been whiny, (laughs) she's been moany, but also she doesn't seem to be very super. She doesn't seem to have the best interests of everyone at heart. It's just what she wants and the fact that her mum's dead.
0: It's interesting that you say that because that wasn't my perspective of it, having watched it, but now you say it and jumping ahead slightly into the, that interaction between Kate and Kara uh, at the end of episode three, Three? or towards the end of episode three, when they share a beer. When do they share a beer?
2: <laughs> oh, that's the end of episode two. Two.
0: So that interaction between the two of them. Um, yeah, she was actually being quite selfish. She wasn't thinking about the fate of the multiverse she was very much focused on the fate of her universe yep yeah which i suppose there's arguments for and against both that actually okay it's it's nice that she was thinking about her earth first but in the grand (laughs) scheme of things there was a lot more lives at stake
2: but that's not supergirl you know what i mean that's another character by by all yeah. means, but but Supergirl, no Supergirl and Superman, they they do what's best for everyone, not just what's good for themselves. She just uh, that's how I felt. Like everybody else, I was like, oh, this is good. And every time she's there, I'm just like, Ugh.
4: It's the fringe. It's changed her.
2: I don't mind and the, the trousers. trousers. I the and trousers I enjoyed the trousers. <laughs> I'm enjoying the trousers. I think her attitude is not very super. Which is very difficult in a show where you've got so many supermen. (laughs) Everybody's showing her up, and I think that's the problem.
4: No, but then I can't remember what episode it was. There was a bit where her and Superman were doing something, and she lasted longer than he did. It was in the first episode. Was it the
1: first one? With the glowy eyes. (laughs)
4: I just feel like that was forced in there to show that she's actually quite strong and it's like that.
1: Yeah. Well, she Uh, beat him another time, didn't she? Um, In another crossover or something. Technically, (laughs) technically in the
2: comics, it is rumoured that she is more powerful than Superman. Yeah,
0: it is. It's true. It's it's quite often rumoured that she is the more powerful.
1: They did it in the show, though, I think.
4: Yeah. Well, they need to kind of enforce this in the Arrowverse because she looks weak. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'll agree with that anyway. anyway
0: i'm just trying to think if there's anything else from this episode that we need to uh pick up on um
1: oh i think there's one thing can i just
0: yes go for it
1: i feel like you know martian manhunter yes sorry that was alexa um i feel like they've really nerfed him oh big time yeah what's with that
0: He didn't actually transform into his normal self, did he? He was just David Harewood for the whole episode.
2: Especially now that he's apparently not afraid of fire anymore.
0: Yes, as we learned from Elseworlds.
2: I I don't know. He's a good character, but they're not using him properly. No. They don't
4: ever do anything with him.
0: There was one bit that confused me slightly, actually. Um, So we just rewatched episode one. And right at the beginning, um, when he first appears... And he he's done his little bit where he talks about exactly what happened in Elseworlds. He then says, uh, the monitor's testing me. And I thought, why? Well, I, I wasn't quite sure what the context was of him saying the monitor was testing him. As to why he thought it was all about him.
2: Well, the monitor has just tested him, hasn't he? In the show.
0: Oh, okay. So maybe it's something we've With seen. his
2: brother. Yeah, the whole thing with oh, his brother in yeah. this whole season arc was about the monitor testing John Jones and whether or not he's good enough to stand with the rest ah, of them, okay. and then yeah. and then we never see him in the episodes.
4: <laughs> well done, Jim.
2: Thanks. I do pay attention sometimes,
0: <laughs> <laughs> even to Supergo. Yeah. There you go. So, end of this episode. That's definitely something that we need to cover. Actually, before we uh, before we wrap this one up, the uh, the well, as I put in my notes, a hero falls.
3: Trying to keep it together.
0: That was a great ending.
2: That was a great ending. There was one bit that felt a little bit weird. Um, The monitors having a go at Oliver, and Oliver's like, "Nah, man." I'm quoting directly from the show. (laughs) 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 And then Oliver randomly shoots him. I know he's about to like disappear him, but at the same time, it it felt really slow as well. Like he, he slowly aimed at him. And he shot him. And I'm like, "He's surely he could have just wished that out of the way like he does. And then he carried on. And then it was great. But I was like, that was just a really weird little bit.
0: It was a but, bit odd, wasn't it? And I I actually didn't appreciate the visual effects in that. I thought that was a little bit tacky when the monitor suddenly went kind of hazy. with he his just electricity he got bit electrocuted, didn't he?
2: Yeah. Felt all a bit. Donna Troy for a minute. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, electrifying. Yeah,
1: too soon,
5: too soon.
0: Are you are you okay? I can't. I can't do it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder Woman can swing off lightning, Donna Troy can't hold up a girder.
2: When Superboy stood right next to her.
0: <laughs> he did you know, he just didn't think.
4: Yeah. Sure. I think a lot of people didn't think with that bit. Good.
0: <laughs> anyway so yeah am I right I in thinking was... this is the first time that Oliver's ever had an empty quiver yes <clears throat> don't get me started on the quiver
2: <laughs> quiver that, that's never empty except just when he really needs
5: it so you felt this was a bit too convenient didn't you well we just watched it so one minute so when he's standing up the quiver was full Yeah, and then he falls over and the quiver is empty did they all just fall out maybe they all fell out <laughs> Surely he just doesn't, doesn't he have himself.
1: like a? Go on. Sorry, I was going to say, does he not have like a backup weapon like Legolas?
0: <laughs> yes, he, he used to. He used to have uh, a little crossbow on his wrist.
1: Yes, I think so.
2: Yeah, but that's only going to take out one or two of those exactly. Yeah, Dementors <laughs> at best, and there was
4: a lot of them. Maybe <laughs> Mia took them all. <gasps> <laughs> Maybe this is the plot.
1: Yeah. I knew I didn't this is like it.
4: she's what she wants her dead that. Dead, uh, dead. dead. Yeah, whatever. That dead, dead. Yeah. That dead. dead.
5: That's
0: I did appreciate though that after the quiver was empty we got a nice little slow-mo moment of him standing up and being like I'm still going to fight. The only yeah, thing I would have appreciated cool. slightly more which would have gone a little bit buffy season 5 would be if he'd run in slow motion and kind of dived off that building into a crowd of those shadows wearing heels. Wearing um, <laughs> heels. That wasn't where I was going with that. Buffy always wore heels. Okay. I'm glad that that's what you took away <laughs> from that show. <laughs> <laughs> well you're going to make it more interesting.
1: Feminist to the core.
0: Of <laughs> all the people on this panel that were going to be a feminist, I did not think that it was going to be you. Well, someone's got to. <laughs> but anyway, back to my point. I, I, I liked that they at least, if, if we didn't have to see the moment that he was all cut up, and then blasted back to Earth 1, that at least we got to see him kind of go out fighting.
1: Yeah, I like that. And also, I'm glad, because I was watching it on a train, packed full of people, It's <laughs> I was like, <laughs> don't cry.
0: As was I, which is where I admit, spoiler alert, I watched every episode without you on the way to work this week.
1: <gasps> Betrayal.
5: And I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> disappointed, <laughs>
0: yeah. God tell it. How did we all feel about the, the kind of on his deathbed diatribe bit of dialogue as he was talking to everyone and having a moment? Did that rattle on a bit too long? Did that feel all right? Did he <laughs> I missed the first time I watched it that he actually spoke about William. I spent ages ranting about how he hadn't thought about his firstborn child, but actually he did. Um, did that feel
3: did that feel right? Did that work? I mean, I think it for me, I can see what you mean, Leah. I see what you mean. It kind of maybe, probably just was teetering on the edge of maybe a bit too much. But you know, if this was going to be, you know, you know, when the moment kind of finally caught up to me, if this was going to be the last time that I'm going to see Stephen Amell keep him talking for another 30 minutes. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just, you know, just give me as much as possible. And, you know, I was like, where's Diggle, where's Diggle? Diggle needs to come in right now. And then, you know, Barry comes in, he's crying. And I'm just like, I just can't. It's just it's just too emotional. I was just like, I can't handle it. He's not gone. He's not gone.
4: Um, I thought it went on a bit too long.
1: It reminded me of, uh, I'm sorry, bring it back to the dark side. Um, you know, Deadpool death. Yes. In Deadpool definitely. 2. When yes. it just kept going on and on. I was like, okay. <laughs>
2: But it was good, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but the thing is it's not it's not the last one either, is it? True. So I think it could have mm, I don't know.
4: It felt weird yeah, it felt weird.
1: I think the it would have been more
4: punchy if he was dead when they brought him back.
0: Yes. If he'd come yeah. back
3: and that yeah. was just a,
0: his his body, then I think that might have had some more impact. And
4: also in the last episode of Arrow, he he said his goodbyes.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's true, that's true.
4: So, perhaps we didn't need to see that again. No. Nah. And I feel like I am making out like I really hate Arrow, and I really don't. But, um, yeah.
0: I think it was a great way to close out the first episode, actually. It wasn't how, for me anyway, I expected the first one to end. I presumed, even from watching the first act, where they were doing, you know, going through all that exposition, that it was going to end... Somewhere a little bit more hopeful, maybe, and that then we get beaten down in episode two. So to end like that was a bit like, oh, okay, we're uh, we're not kind of holding back here. We're gonna go, we're gonna go dark pretty quickly.
2: I feel like that's kind of this whole thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) It's been very dark. like, oh my God! They they're not they're not pulling any punches. But then you know said it before they didn't in the comics so no, why exactly. would they, so why should the show?
0: they yeah okay so let's wrap up talking about part one and move on to part two um anyone actually has anybody published a review of this yet given that yes. we're, all, we're pretty much all reviewers who's scored this one so far
2: no we don't do scores it's all about how you feel man <laughs>
1: <laughs> the feels.
0: i feel like i now can't review it until i've seen all five because my feelings about each one has changed once i've seen the next
2: one see now we have different people reviewing each of our shows so it's quite interesting to see like different people's points of view about where it's going to go and what's going to happen so that's quite interesting none of them are mine because no
0: (laughs) (laughs) nicola have you had any thoughts about how you would review it
1: hmm i i don't know i mean talking about it makes me feel like it was a bit more positive because i wasn't a big fan of the first one if i'm honest sorry guys
4: no i agree with you nicola
1: i thought it was just a bit flat you know it, it wasn't well, the, i the do best not stuff. and frankly i am <laughs> <laughs> do you challenge me to a duel i do
2: is it with lightsabers Oh, absolutely. It's always got to be with lightsabers. Careful, though, because I've been training.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there were really good parts to it, but I think some of it wasn't very exciting.
5: Yeah.
0: It's because it was an episode of Supergirl. Yeah, it? definitely. <laughs> true, <That's right. laughs> but I, no, I think that's very true, though. I do think it suffers from the the things that all of us have been saying this season are an issue with Supergirl. Technology. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Technology is bad!
0: <laughs> but at least no cut and paste visual effects. True. You know, she didn't get... We're hilarious. A a scene. <laughs> ben, what about you?
3: Have you thought about how you would score this one? I think I'm going to have to do a bit of a cop-out and do the same thing. Like, I think it's the same. It's like... The first episode, I would probably agree that, yeah, it wasn't the best. It had its moments, but it also... Like the the pacing wasn't an issue because it went you know, it was over quite quickly, but just some of the dialogue was just just a bit all over the place and I can see it wasn't I think they're getting better and I've since um watched the first episode back and I did enjoy it slightly a little more than I did the first time on the first watch. So yeah, I think I'm gonna wait till I've watched them all and then watch them all again and then I think I'll be able to kind of rank them all and decide them. But it was it was an okay start.
0: Yeah, I would agree, Martin.
5: Um, I've not really I wouldn't give it a number but I will admit I didn't, it was alright the first time but when we watched it again I think I enjoyed it more yeah and I think I've got because I've got no expectations that's of exactly what I was about to say
0: it, probably it's that kind of thing where the first time you're watching it in your mind you're thinking of all the things you want to happen you want to see and then you see it and think oh okay it didn't do everything I hoped it would do and then you watch it again, and you don't have that, so you're able to just relax a little bit and maybe enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah. it's Like me and the Birds of Prey cameo in Episode 3. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I do think it is it is one of those... All of these episodes, you have to watch them twice. Because you are... It's what you're expecting to to begin with, and all those little cameos that we're desperate to see. Because I've watched every single episode now twice, at And the second time, I've enjoyed them all way more.
3: Yeah, I think I'm the same. Exactly the same.
2: But not that I didn't enjoy them the first time. The first time, it's all very much like, oh my God, oh well, oh my God, ha, ooh, ha. And then the second time, you're like, this is actually really good and really well written and really well paced and really enjoyable and makes me want to watch the next episode. Which is what you want from a TV show at the end of the day. Even an episode of Supergirl, you want to see the next episode? (laughs) And can you ever say that?
0: (laughs) Not often. No. Back half of a season, yes. Opening half of a season, not so much. Never. 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 So thanks, guys, for tuning in to part one of Crisis on Infinite Podcasts. If you're ready for part two, then you don't have long to wait. Part two is coming tomorrow from We Have a Hulk. But for now... I have been Neil and I've been your host and I would like to thank this wonderful group of legends for joining me on the start of the journey through crisis. Until next time, super friends, goodbye.
3: Bye. Bye.